from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to be here with you this morning and to share in this very special Monday broadcast, Monday, October 23rd, right here on the airwaves of MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and on WakeUpCallDT.com. Plenty to come here for you on the show. I'm ecstatic about today's show. Today is the Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball Preview Special. Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball Preview Special. Couldn't be more excited about this. This is a great opportunity for you to get to know your Syracuse Orange men's basketball team for 2017-18. Every single one of the four returning players is going to be on the broadcast today. That includes Tyus Battle, who is a sophomore on the team, Frank Howard as well, who's the vet of the team, also going to be on the show today. You will hear from Matthew Moyer, who was a redshirt freshman last year, and Pascal Chukwu, who was on the team last year, played a few games and ended up having to end his season very early for eye surgery. So that will, all, every single one of them will be on the show today. Pascal Chukwu, Frank Howard, Tyus Battle, Matthew Moyer. Then, of course, the four freshmen will be on the show. Mark Dolezal, who's joining the show for the first time ever. Howard Washington Jr., who's coming back to the show. O'Shea Brissett and Barama Sidibe all joining me back here on the broadcast who have been on before. And you will also hear from Syracuse's graduate transfer from the University of South Florida who can play this season eligible to play this year and that is Geno Thorpe the combo guard and then the man who's sitting out this season but will be practicing with the team and eventually playing next season is Eli Hughes Eli Hughes who's been on the show before he will rejoin me coming from East Carolina where he spent a season and now will be sitting out with an opportunity to play with the Syracuse Orange in the years to come. So very, very excited. Every single member of Syracuse's team will be on the broadcast today, like I said, from the transfers to the freshmen to the returning players. And you'll hear from the new assistant coach and former player, Alan Griffin, will be joining the show. He's no stranger to Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, so he'll be back on the show today in a one-on-one conversation. And saving the best for last you will hear from Jim Beheim, And not the Jim Beheim press conference. You will hear my one-on-one conversation with Jim Beheim that happened after the press conference that started off Syracuse Media Day. So, Jim Beheim back on the show one-on-one. We do it uh, pretty much every single year. I do a one-on-one with Jim, and I, and I thank him for this, uh, to do a one-on-one conversation during Syracuse Media Day for basketball. And then the, uh, the couple times that we've sat in his office and we've had 15 to 20 minutes uninterrupted just sitting and having a conversation as well. So I want to thank Jim Beheim for yet another opportunity to be with him one-on-one, person-to-person, and to to get his thoughts on some of the topics that were on my mind, and I thank him for answering every single one of the questions. So I truly appreciate the time of 
of the Hall of Famer, and he will be back on the broadcast today. And like I said, that is a one-on-one conversation. You will not get it anywhere else. It's not from the press conference. This is just Jim and I standing center court at the Mellow Center during Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball Media Day. So, very excited to bring this to you. I can't believe the season is right around the corner. That is something that's crazy to me, and you will be hearing from Jim Beheim as well as Alan Griffin and so much more coming up on today's show here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. So, Basically, buckle in because there's plenty to come on today's show, and I'm very, very excited to share it with you, and it's going to be coming up here in just a little while in the broadcast. You'll be hearing these one-on-one conversations throughout the show from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside of the morning menu, probably presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. It is the home of the Dan Tortora special. Belgian waffle cut in half, filled with a bacon, egg, and cheese omelet. It is my spin on the breakfast sandwich, and it is available to you every week, every day of the week, Monday through Saturday for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and on Sundays up until 2.30 because they close a little bit earlier on Sunday. So make sure you pop into the Market Diner and get yourself the Dan Tortora special Belgian waffle cut in half, filled with bacon, egg, and cheese. My spin on the breakfast sandwich is available to you every single day of the week and I want to thank the countless number of people that have gone out and gotten this sandwich whether it's because you've traveled into Syracuse and wanted to try it or you you live here and live in the surrounding community I want to thank you for going out and getting yourself the sandwich I mean it's perfect for you when you're getting off the train or about to get on the train getting off the bus about to get on the bus or going over to Destiny USA, you're going to see a movie, you're coming out of a movie, you're getting off the highway, you're coming out of work, you're going to work, you're taking a lunch break, dinner with the family, whatever it may be, the Market Diner is centrally located, and the Dan Special is absolutely awesome. So make sure you go out and get yourself the Dan Special Sandwich at the Market Diner, and they proudly bring you the morning menu for every broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. So we have a lot to get into today. Like I said, plenty of interviews coming up on today's show. But before we go there, I want to go to Syracuse's season last season. And I know it was a tough one for fans. You know, Syracuse basketball fans have been spoiled I, I mean let's call it what it is and I, and I don't, and I don't, I'm not saying that in a bad way but Syracuse fans expect to make it to the tournament they expect to you know it's kind of make it to the tournament and then it's sweet 16 or bust that's there's that first we have to make it to the tournament the fans say and then the second is well we got to make it to the sweet 16 in order for this whole thing to be worth it and Syracuse, you know, has attained multiple Final Fours, one, at least one in every single decade that Jim Beheim has been the head coach of the Orange. So they've done their job, and they've done amazing things. Last year was a struggling year, though. Last year was a very, very difficult go at it for the Syracuse Orange, and, you know, it was it was growing pains. Syracuse is not used to this, this full rehaul, so to speak, and uh, and just having to fix 
you know, put duct tape over things, so to speak. I mean, it's not like a clear fix. It's not, hey, we got a bunch of people coming onto the team, you know, but we have all these returning players that are going to help them navigate through it. That wasn't the case for Syracuse. There wasn't a lot of help in navigation. You go to the roster for Syracuse last season, and you see the fact that Syracuse had, well, I mean, I want to go back two seasons because Syracuse had lost Mike Benajay. Now, Syracuse made it to the 2016 Final Four, and I was there and, and with them throughout the throughout the road to the Final Four and at the Final Four in Houston. And it was a it was a great experience with a team that fights very hard and has done amazing things. You know that this this team, the amount of adversity that they faced, and the fact that nobody believed in them except for some guy from Syracuse that has a show called Wake Up Call that picked them to win the ACC, and you know subsequently them in North Carolina were his top two teams of the ACC, and they went on to the Final Four out of 351 teams. But who's counting? Mike Benajay. And Trevor Cooney put this team on their shoulders with Malachi Richardson and Tyler Lydon. Well, Mike Benajay, after this season, finished up his eligibility, so he was gone. Cooney was gone, finished up his eligibility. Tyler Lydon toyed with the idea but didn't go. Malachi Richardson did go. So you go into your 2016-17 season last season, and you have Tyler Lydon, and you bring in Torian Thompson, and you bring in Tyus Battle, and you try and get this team to get some of that young talent. You bring in John Gillen, who's a grad transfer. You bring in Andrew White the third, who's a grad transfer, to try and fill that space of of the veterans. Yet they're rookies on the team because, as Jim said, he's like he's he said I have to unteach them what they've been taught because I'm teaching them a new system. I have to teach John Gillen how to play defense because there wasn't a lot of defense in Colorado State. So they were essentially freshmen who had been playing in college basketball, but they've been playing elsewhere. John Gillen bounced around and so did Andrew White the third. So their last stop was Syracuse and they were newcomers to the team. Torian Thompson newcomer. Tyus Battle was a newcomer. And Frank Howard was the sophomore on the team, but he was the guy who has been consistently inconsistent. And then Pascal Chukwu gets hurt, and Tyler Roberson's not doing what he needs to do. And we know he can get a double-double, but he hasn't been. Daywan Coleman, nagging injuries, continue to bother him and take him out. Tyler Lydon underperforms, and all of a sudden this team goes to the NIT, and they win a couple, and they end the season still even though they went to the NIT, still didn't get to 20 wins. They end the season 19 and 15. So last year had to deal with the loss of Malachi Richardson and the loss of Mike Benajay and the loss of Trevor Cooney. This past, so that was so that was last season. This season, you have to deal with the loss of Andrew White the third, who is your most consistent scorer. John Gillen, who whatever people want to say, this man went to work. I appreciate the work he did. They don't win the game against Duke without him, and there's a lot of games they don't win without him. I mean, this man put up 40 points in a game before. I think it was he had 40 points, and him and Andrew White the third. It was the NC State game. They combined for nine points in overtime to win the game. So John Gillen and Andrew White the third are your top two besides Tyus Battle. They're your, they were your they were your two best options 
in shooting. And then you got to make up for Tyler Lydon, who even though he didn't have a phenomenal season last season, he did some good things, and he's obviously somebody that you're going to miss inside and outside because he can play all over the court. So this is where the team is at yet again. Two years ago, you got Malachi. You got Trevor. You have Mike. You lose them all last year, and you're rebuilding. Andrew White III, new face. John Gillen, new face. Matthew Moyer, redshirted, new face. Pascal, even though he had been there, hadn't been on the floor, new face. Torian Thompson, new face. Tyus Battle, new face. Go to this season. You have four scholarship players. Only four. They returned from last year. Matthew Moyer, who redshirted. Frank Howard, who's a junior now, and has played since he was a freshman, true freshman. Tyus Battle, who's a sophomore now. And Pascal Chukwu, who's considered a junior now, and he was injured last year after the first few games. That's all you got. No Tyler Lydon carryover, no Malachi Richardson, no grad transfer who's, or no graduate who has been there. And then with Geno Thorpe, you don't know what you're going to get. Things worked out with Andrew White III and John Gillen, and people might say that they didn't because of the record and yada, yada, yada. But listen, take Andrew White III and John Gillen off the team, and I guarantee you the team wins seven to nine games. Of the 19 that they won, they win seven to nine. And it's probably the one of the worst, if not the worst year in Syracuse basketball history as far as wins and losses go. Could have been one of the worst ever for Syracuse basketball. So you go to this year, Barama Sidibe, new face. Geno Thorpe, new face. Mark Dolezal, new face. O'Shea Brissett, new face. Howard Washington Jr., new face. Elijah Hughes, who's sitting out this season to learn, new face. Matthew Moyer, not a new face, but a new face on the floor. The majority of your team is new. Last year... It was okay. We got we got a bunch of new. We five four out of five of Syracuse's starters are new. John Gillen, Andrew White the third, Tyus Battle, Pascal Chukwu at the time, and then Tyler Lydon. All new, for the most part, except for Tyler Lydon. Now, the scenario is even more so. Because look at your starters. Let's say Pascal starts. Antias battle, obviously. Right? And let's say Coach puts Frank out there. That means you'll have probably O'Shea Brissett as your other forward. So you put... You put Pascal back out there. You put O'Shea out there. You put Frank out there. You put Tyus out there. So you got one more spot for a forward. Most likely, he's going to leave Brahma on the bench, and he's going to put Matthew Moyer out there. At least in the beginning, to see what Matthew can do. Because Barama is a forward slash center, and you don't want to waste Barama or have him get in foul trouble while Pascal's out there. Geno Thorpe is the wild card. He's the combo guard. He's the guy that can do, 
Either or. He could bring the ball up the floor or be your shooting guard. So he gives you an element of surprise. So if Frank's not doing well, Gino comes in. If they want to go three guards, you bring Gino into this thing with Tyus and Frank. And then where does Howard Washington fit in? Probably coming off your bench, at least in the beginning. Where does Mark Dolezal fit in? Well, he's got to put on some weight, put on some muscle, but he can <clears throat> he can shoot, he can dunk the ball, he can get after it. So he'll be interesting to see where he stacks up. To get to know some of these newcomers on the team, 2017 FIBA Under-20 World Cup European pre-qualifier, Mark Dolezal had a 16.9 scoring average, fourth best among tournament performers, also averaged 4.7 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 1.7 steals, and 1.1 blocks over eight contests. In group play, the Slovak Republic had an 86-78 win against Azerbaijan, Dolezal had 16 points in that game. Against the Netherlands, he had 22 points. 28 points and 5 rebounds in a loss to Russia. 18 points and 6 rebounds against Finland. 17 points against Albania. And 9 points against Belarus. He played for Karlovka in Slovakia. And was with the club for 2014-15 and 2016-17. He played with the first string in 24 of 33 appearances and averaged 10 points and 4 rebounds a game in 2016-17. So you look at the fact that, you know, playing overseas is different. He's playing in the under-16 European Championship. He's playing in the under-18 European Championship. He's playing in the under-18 European Championship for FIBA in 2016 and the under-20 World Cup European pre-qualifier. And he chooses Syracuse because of the love and the attention that Adrian Autry gave to him. Adrian Autry, we talked on the phone when he, before he flew over, to Slovakia to see him. He said, Dan, a couple coaches have called him on the phone, but nobody has made the trip to go see him. He went to Slovakia to meet him and his father. He flew to Slovakia to meet Mark Dolezal. If that doesn't show you what Syracuse is willing to do to bring in some of these guys, I don't don't know what does. I don't know what does. To see something like that, to see that desire from a coach goes a long way, and it says a lot. And how can you not appreciate something like that coming your way if you're Mark Dolezal or if you're any player in the country? So that was obviously huge for Syracuse, and Mark Dolezal said yes to Syracuse very quickly after that before anybody else could even get to him. Then you look at Barama Sidibe, who is that guy that's going to go out there and and block shots and compete inside. But offensively, people are saying, okay, Baimu Cicada did some good things, but we'd like to see more scoring for somebody that can block shots and do this, that, and the other thing. Barama Sidibe can be 
a steal for Syracuse, just like Mark Dolezal, depending on how he plays in the middle and what he does when he's inside, if he stays out of foul trouble, if he's able to grab those rebounds and muscle his way through because he's working on you know, his body and putting on some weight and getting, getting better, getting bigger, getting stronger. But if Barama can get after it and that hand-eye coordination on those block shots continues to work in his favor, then he's a guy that can really help this team out and challenge because Pascal Chuk will mind you, you know, I, I spoke with Alan Griffin about this. He's going to wear protective goggles for the rest of his career. As of right now, he has to play basketball with protective goggles because of his eye surgery, so he can't he can't go out on the floor without them. So Pascal, as far as how comfortable he's going to be in these, you know, that's that's a big transition, and people might not think about that as much because the majority of us have never had to do it. But if you have to wear protective gear, the goggles or the nose covering or whatever, where you look like the Phantom of the Opera and you're doing like that clear thing with the nose, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, and some guys can play through it and still be themselves. And other times you're like, wow, for that three months that that guy had to play with that nose protector, he averaged like five less points per game. So Pascal was a question mark last year to what he could be offensively and defensively. He is still that question mark because he's only played in a few games, and now he has to wear the protective goggles every single game he plays in. So this is going to be an interesting scenario for Syracuse. If Pascal can be, and him coming from Providence and sitting out two seasons ago and then being able to play last year, if he has the opportunity, if he, at seven foot two, 228 pounds, the man's muscular, he is agile, and he's over seven feet tall. If he can be this block shot, grab the rebound, put the ball right back up, for you know, bring that ferocity to the rim. If Pascal can do that, I'm telling you right now, this team becomes dangerous because having a center who can dominate inside Gonzaga, look at the danger, you know, North Carolina, look at the danger that Syracuse would pose to you if Pascal Chukwu can be a strong presence inside offensively and defensively, even surely defensively. If the team's making shots, but defensively, this guy can go to work. Look at the danger that Pascal poses to anybody inside at seven foot two. Brahma Sidibe at six ten right behind him. This is a good one two punch, potentially. Potentially, this is a good one two punch. Syracuse has not had a very good one two punch in a long time inside. As you know, <clears throat> Daywan's had his positive moments, but got hurt a lot, and his career was cut short. Due to those knee injuries, which is a shame. I just saw Daywan recently, and uh, just a couple days ago, actually. And he's doing well, and he looks good, and he's going to be interning and helping out the team this season, and he'll be around the whole season. And so, you know, I'm very excited about that and very excited about seeing him around the team. I feel terrible for what he went through with his health. And then, you know, with some people getting on his case that he wasn't this and he wasn't that. You know, for day one, I really just, I pray and I hope the best for his health, for his life, for his body, for the future, outside of basketball, just in general. And, you know, also I hope that he can find peace in the career that he had because it got cut short. So, day one Coleman 
not consistent a lot of the time because he wasn't healthy enough to be in there. When he was healthy and he played a whole season, the team went to the Final Four in 2016. And then you have to put Tyler Lydon in there as center because you don't really have a true center. And I thought Tyler did did better as a forward slash center than he did when he was just strictly like, okay, he can play outside now, which he did last year. And then Torian Thompson, he did some good things inside, but defensively he was just absent from the game. He just wasn't there. I mean, you go back and watch film, and they say never give up the baseline. And I can't tell you how many times that happened when it came to Torian Thompson. I mean, I remember road games and seeing him, you know, the team comes down the floor, Torian Thompson's definitely giving up that baseline, standing a little bit ahead. The ball gets the ball gets passed right behind him. The guy goes to the basket. Torian kind of sort of turned his body to look and see the guy, but that was it. It was, oh, there's somebody there, and then the guy was gone. I mean, and there wasn't even a try to block the shot. There wasn't a try to get after there. There wasn't a rush for it. Defensively, he just it didn't look like he wanted to put the same the same energy was put in. I mean, essentially, he did some good things offensively, and we can't deny that. He helped Syracuse out offensively. Absolutely, he did. But defensively, that's where his game needed to improve, and Syracuse is never going to see that game improve because he's not at Syracuse anymore. And the question comes to you, why is he not at Syracuse? Jim Beheim got asked the question, and Jim said, I'm not talking about Torian Thompson. I'm done with that subject. I'm not discussing it. And I don't fault him for that by any stretch of the imagination. I don't fault Jim Beheim at all about this. Because it's the past. It happened. And there's nothing else to discuss. Is it difficult for fans to stomach the fact that Torian Thompson's gone after his true freshman season? Yeah. He put up some good points. He made some jump shots. He attacked inside. He brought it. And numerous games, over and over and over again, to start the second half, he started the scoring for Syracuse. He got them going. He helped to give Syracuse momentum in the second half of multiple games last season. Then he started doing it in the first half. Then he did it, in some cases, in the first and second half, being the first one to score to get out there to get the team going. He was a presence from the beginning offensively. Defensively, we don't know what he was going to be because we never saw it. But Torian Thompson, you know, there was a lot going on in in the family dynamic. And... He is now moving on. So that family dynamic was a headache for Syracuse in the beginning. And it will continue to be a headache for potentially other people. Or maybe not. 
Maybe there won't be a headache. Maybe things will just get better from here. But this Torian Thompson saga started with a headache and ended with a headache. And as much as he did some good things, I'm not surprised that he is in Seton Hall now. By any stretch of the imagination. It is no surprise to me that he's at Seton Hall. That is where family wanted him to be in the beginning. And he wanted to be at Syracuse. And it went back and forth. He seemingly won by getting to Syracuse. And then you can never overlook the going home for the summer. Going home for a break. Talking to the family. And now he is at Seton Hall. I'd love to show you my surprise face. But it looks the same as my normal face. (laughs) So... You know, but it's, I mean, it's, it, there's nothing, sir, put it this way. This was not a, I, 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 in my opinion, this was not a, I hate Syracuse. I don't want to be at Syracuse. In my opinion, this was a situation that wasn't in Syracuse's favor. And then it was, and then it wasn't, and then it was, and then it wasn't, and then it was again. And now it's not. And the fact that he's at Seton Hall shouldn't stun you at all because he's now closer to home, which is a big family thing. And this, this, this move is no shock to me from being on the inside of, of what the dynamic was last year. So, you know, you wish him the best, but as Jim Beheim said, there's nothing to discuss. There's nothing to talk about. He's not on our team. We move forward. And we will move forward here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT in just a moment to have a conversation with this Syracuse Orange men's basketball. Plenty of conversations, one-on-one. These are my one-on-one conversations with Syracuse Orange men's basketball. You will hear from... Every single one of the true freshmen, Howard Washington Jr., Brahma Sidibe, Mark Dolajog, and O'Shea Brissett. You'll hear from the returnees, Matthew Moyer, as well as Pascal Chukwu, Frank Howard, and Tyus Battle. And you'll hear from the transfers, Geno Thorpe and Elijah Hughes, as well as the new assistant coach, Alan Griffin, and head coach one-on-one, you won't hear it anywhere else, Jim Beheim. That's all coming up in just a moment. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. 
drysiglady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com, with the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing. Drysiglady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, command yourself to feel comfortable in Drysig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, drysiglady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, lady.com. Green's Ale House and Grill, located on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York, is your home for all the games, all the time, Sunday through Saturday, no matter what the sport is. It's also your home of Wingmaster Jabber, who's constantly in the kitchen creating wings that have won awards, and you love to eat every single day of the week. At Green's, you'll also find the Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live on location coaches show, exclusively dedicated to the Oswego State Lakers' numerous sports programs. There's only one place to go in Oswego, and that is Green's Ale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. We'll see you there. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513, or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. The Market Diner prides itself on bringing the local community fresh ingredients that are better than going elsewhere. Open for breakfast, served all day, lunch and dinner with daily specials. The Market Diner is located at the Regional Market on Park Street, right across from Destiny, USA. For takeout, call 315-474-5247. The Market Diner. Local. Fresh. Better. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Happy to be back here with you on the broadcast. Every single Monday through Friday, typically, is where we go. Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I know some of you were sad of a week or so ago when we were off on vacation, but I want to thank you all for coming right back to the show. Sometimes you got to take a break. Sometimes you got to take a vacation. And uh, for the for the <laughs> for somebody who never truly takes a real vacation, it was uh, it was nice to get out there and 
spend some time with the wife and just relax and, and be able to just see her and spend some time with my sister and, and just have an, an overall good time. So I appreciate uh, those of you who have spun back with me here. And uh, for those of you, you know, your friends and family that were like, that didn't know that we're back at it and back making it happen again, let them know and, and bring them in. And for those of you that have never listened before, welcome. And for those of you that uh, have listened before and have been a part of the show, welcome back to the broadcast Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm always happy to have you here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. It is a true honor for me to be able to broadcast and do what I love. And so for you to share it with me goes a long way. It means a lot. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. I know that there's some of you that are waiting and hoping for some Syracuse Silver Knights good news, as was promised to us, and that will be coming to us shortly. I know that that'll be happening, but we got to get into these conversations with Syracuse men's basketball, these one-on-one conversations that I feel very blessed to have on the show today. And I feel, and we're going to get started here with the transfers to Syracuse, and one of them that we're the first one we're going to get to is Eli Hughes, Elijah Hughes, coming from East Carolina University. Coming from ECU, Elijah Hughes is is somebody that obviously coming from the American Athletic Conference, and he's here on the show today. He's not going to be playing this season because you have to sit out due to the rules of the NCAA. You have if you transfer, unless you're a graduate transfer like Geno Thorpe is, you have to sit out for a season. So Eli is going to be sitting out, but we had an opportunity to speak. He'll be sitting out this year, but practicing with this team and being able to go up against the guys, learn from the guys, learn from Jim Beheim and Alan Griffin, as well as Adrian Autry and, and Jerry McNamara, learn from all of them, be around the strength and conditioning staff and Brad Pike and all the good work that they do and keeping the team healthy and keeping the team well. And he'll have an opportunity to kind of scout, you know, and and uh, be able to go out there and, and play that play that uh, that scout team of you know when they're going up against Pittsburgh he'll be able to be one of those guards to mock and and you know when they're going up against Louisville and North Carolina and so on and so forth so you know that's kind of the cool part of it is he'll he'll get a feel for who he's going to be going up against which is a really you know that's an exciting thing to be able to do because he'll be mocking it and and being that part and then eventually he'll be playing at Syracuse next season so a big thanks and, and a big appreciation to Elijah Hughes for taking some time with me in the past on the show and also for this Syracuse men's basketball 2017-18 primer. So, Eli, first and foremost to get started, we're going to start with what he can say about not playing this season, yet being around the team and being able to learn. I'm um, just learning every day, just picking, picking Coach G Max's brain, Coach Beham's brain, Frank, Gino, Ty. Just learn as much as I can for next year. What do you want to work on the most this year? What's what's kind of your focus at this point? Just consistency, you know. Just trying to stay more consistent, uh, getting reps every day. Uh, probably just my my body, my conditioning, probably the biggest thing. Being the guy waiting in the wings, NCAA rules for Division One, you got to set out a year. What does that do for you? Because I, I got to feel that you're going to be sitting on that sideline, and if something goes wrong or if it's a close game, you're going to want to get out there and you have to fight yourself. Just what you can say about being in that situation. Uh, well, I can't control it. It is what it is. Um, I just got to 
just going to give me a better perspective for next year. I'm going to not take plays off, stuff like that. Uh, and, and the day I want to win, I want my team to win. So, I mean, it is what it is. I just got to deal with it. And, yeah, it's, it's mature me. So. You're going to be a part of the future. The guys that you're watching this year, you're going to have the opportunity to be with them next year on the court. Just what you can say about building the bonds with them in practice, even though you won't be in the game. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, well, Coach, he puts me on uh, the blue team sometimes. You know, I get to play with some of the guys that's going to be playing this year and next year. So I get to see what they, how they play. I play a lot of them against in AAU, and I play with Matt in high school. So, I mean, as in terms of like having a feel for them, I have a pretty good feel for like all the guys I can play. You brought up that you played with Matt in high school. He's he's somebody who is very hungry, and he had to wait his turn because of a red shirt. Just what you can say about your excitement for him, what are what is Syracuse getting in Matthew Moyer now that we'll finally see him? Um, a competitor that likes to win. Uh, he's really versatile on defense, um, offense too, to score the ball. No, just, just a dog. It's a dog. Uh, I'm so happy for him. I'm ready for him to play. Just get out there. So a competitor that likes to win, very versatile on defense. Coming from Elijah Hughes, speaking on Matthew Moyer, who a lot of people are saying, what's he going to be? What can he be for this team? And, and Elijah Hughes has played with him before, and he's telling you he's going to bring you versatility. So that is something good to hear from Elijah with him sitting out this season, but Matthew Moyer having an opportunity after sitting out last season to play. The other transfer that you're going to hear from on today's broadcast, as you will hear from every single member of Syracuse's men's basketball team when it comes to scholarship players, Geno Thorpe is up next, and Geno Thorpe and I start off our conversation with being Geno Thorpe. You know, when you come in as a grad transfer, they want to compare you to this and compare you to that. Is he going to be like John Gillen? Is he like... Is he like this guy? Is he like that guy? Can he shoot like Andrew White the third? Can he do this? Can he do that? What about Mike Benajay? Yada, yada, yada. Yet, he wants to be his own person. So we start there with Geno Thorpe about being your own person and writing your own story at Syracuse. Um, well, like I said, I'm just, you know, trying to come in and be myself. Um, I'm just a guy who can make plays, play defense, knock down open shots. And, you know, I just want to be the best I can be to help the team win. Combo guard for you, which can help out, obviously, with this team trying to find its footing in, yeah. in the backcourt. Just what you can say about your ability, and as well as Jim Beheim's trust for you to play the point guard position or the shooting guard. Um, well, I mean, I, for Jim, Coach Beheim to trust me with that responsibility is, you know, it's a great opportunity for me. I'm excited to be here. I'm just happy to wear the orange across my chest, and I'm just trying to be the best I can, like I said before, in order for the team to win. When you look at the backcourt right now with Howard Washington, yourself, Frank Howard, Ty's battle, what are some of the things you've taken away that you can share with us about what to expect from this backcourt this year? Um, just that we're going to compete. Every time we step on the floor, whoever's out there, no matter who it is out there, we're going to play hard and we're going to compete and we're going to try to you know, do whatever it is that we need to do in order for us to be successful. Kalen Griffin said to me that this is going to be a little bit of a different Syracuse team. He said it's going to be really scrappy. Speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, well, we have a lot of young guys, and we have a, even though they're young, they're just athletic, long, you know what I mean? So we're going to be probably pressing a little more than usual maybe. I'm not really sure, but whatever coach decides to do, you know, we're going to be behind that 100%. This is a wake-up call fast break. 
Hey, Wake Up Call listeners, this is Tom Taylor, owner of Sammy Malone's, located at 2 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville, New York, overlooking the beautiful Seneca River. We proudly open our doors to you seven days a week, beginning at 11 a.m. daily, with free parking. Whether it's game day, after work drinks, or a meal with family and friends, we are honored that you come visit us. Call 315-635-5407 for parties and catering. I'll see you at Sammy Malone's, home of the best sandwich in Beeville. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalware. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Before the fast break, you heard from the transfers to Syracuse coming in. This season, Elijah Hughes was first out of East Carolina. He is sitting out this year because he is an underclassman. And the graduate transfer you heard from Geno Thorpe from South Florida, both coming from the American Athletic Conference, which I also cover, including with the ACC and a broad scope of all of NCAA basketball. Geno Thorpe coming from South Florida, and he is now with Syracuse and will play this season because he's a grad transfer, so he doesn't have to sit out a season and wait his turn, which is good for him to get the opportunity to be out there and have an opportunity with Syracuse. And they definitely could use the help in the backcourt as they look to figure out what's going to work with the likes of Tyus Battle, who's coming back, Frank Howard, who's coming back, bringing in Geno Thorpe, and then Howard Washington Jr., who is a true freshman on the team, coming to them from Buffalo via Canada and Howard Washington is next up here in the conversations one-on-one Syracuse Orange men's basketball primer and these conversations are coming to you one-on-one with myself from Syracuse Orange men's basketball media day as we get set for the 2017-18 season and Howard Washington Jr. We start our conversation out with just what he can say about you know finally 
being at Syracuse and finally getting an opportunity to be with the team over the summer, just what he can say about his experience and what it has been with finally being able to be there and get out there with the Syracuse Orange as he gets set for his first collegiate basketball season. And this is what Howard Washington Jr. had to say. Uh, I mean, it's great. You're going into a lot of people coming to college, like not knowing what to expect or anything like that. But when I did get here, it was great. You know, I came in the beginning of the summer, so started workouts early. Uh, I've even improved my game since the last game at Athens Institute from from now and working out all summer. So it's great finally working with guys who've been here, been through this, you know, been through Syracuse basketball, been through all the different types of levels. So working with them and them teaching me things and getting me better has definitely been a great experience for me. You had O'Shea before. You got him with you now. Just what that means to you to both be here? Uh, I mean, we're so close on the court, off the court, we're roommates. Um, but just you know the chemistry. A lot of guys, a lot of people, fans or people, critics or anything like that, don't even know what to expect from us yet. But I mean, they definitely should be in store for you know a great season between us two. Our chemistry is great. We played a couple of three, four years, going on three or four years now, so it should be good. How would you define the combo of yourself and O'Shea Brissett? Uh, I mean, we feed off each other. He likes you know attack the rim, get on a run, and, and score, scoring bunches. I like to you know get other guys involved, so you know hitting him in, in lanes, knowing where he likes the ball. We just want to combo. If he's not on, then I'm on. If he's off, then, you know what I mean, we pick each other slack up. The backcourt of yourself, Frank Howard, Ty's Battle, Geno Thorpe, just what you can say, some things you've taken away so far about what this backcourt's going to feel like. Uh, I mean, it's competitive. You know, every day everybody's working super hard. Everybody's getting after each other, trying to get better, trying to, you know, push each other to get better, and that's what we need. Everybody needs to be at their, the peak of their game, game one, everybody playing together, but uh, we're gelling well together. You know, guys know where we like each other, like the ball of each other, uh, different roles, you know, sometimes you need to score, sometimes you need to pass, so GMAC has definitely done a great job of keeping us together and gelling us together and getting everybody everybody better at the same time. Lastly for me, Alan Griffin said this team's going to be scrappy. Just speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every day, you know, there's no cause. There's never any fouls in practice, so guys are learning how to, you know, fight through fouls, fight through plays, uh, work hard, and, and it's even harder when guys are, you know, you go and try to score and then guys are smacking on your wrist or getting bloody eyes and numerous on the injuries. So this, I mean, that's what we need to do. We need to be a better defensive team this year than last year, um, and that's what we've been working on this, this beginning of preseason and all over the summer. Howard Washington Jr. coming from the Athlete Institute in Canada has a teammate that he had up there, O'Shea Brissett, who also decided to come to the Syracuse Orange. They are, as, as they had spoken about, as Howard had said, they are roommates here, and they will have an opportunity to get out there and be together on the court. And you heard Howard Washington Jr. in the dynamic of having O'Shea. I said, you, you have somebody who who you know, who's a teammate, who's a friend, who you've already gone out there and had success with. Now you got him at Syracuse, so just what that means for you. And you heard him speak on that. And now to the other side of it, O'Shea Brissett's going to speak on what it's like to have the two of them together, but not before speaking on Adrian Autry. Now, during this interview that I did, Adrian Autry, who's a friend of mine and, and has done numerous events with me and been on the show numerous times, Adrian was standing off to the side and watching O'Shea while O'Shea was answering these questions. That's why we have some fun in this conversation. We'll start first and foremost with O'Shea Brissett and what he had to say, the true freshman forward had to say, about his relationship with longtime Syracuse assistant coach Adrian Autry. Uh, he's recruited me. He was the one that recruited me throughout my whole recruiting process. And, you know, we became real close. You know, I feel like I could talk to him about anything. You know, he's always on me working. Uh, we work out every day. He's on me to get better. So he knows how good I could be, and, you know, we became close. What is it about Adrian's personality that you like the most? 
<laughs> oh, if you tell me hates, I could give you a whole list. But um, that I like the most, um, I don't know. That's hard. I'm joking. Nah, he's just someone that I could always go to. I feel like, you know, because because we became so close, I could go to him for anything. If I ever have a problem, um, I could talk to him about whatever. So just how cool he is, you know, you don't really see that in a lot of coaches. Yeah. You know, most coaches are uptight and stuff like that. But you know, coaches, you know, is a chill guy. So I think I think it helps me a lot. You got an opportunity to get out and make a splash right away as a true freshman. Just what that means to you. I mean, this is every true freshman's dream is mm -hmm. to be able to get out on that court quickly. So just what you can say about what you have in front of you here. Um, a great opportunity. You know, um, I feel like this is the best decision I've ever made in my life coming here. And um, you know, coach tells me every day, you know, you just got to play your game. Don't try to do too much. Do do you. You know, um, me playing like me is the reason why I'm here. So. You know, I don't want to go out there and do too much to make myself look bad and you know, ruin the whole team chemistry or whatever. So I just feel like what they've been telling me is the way I need to play, just be myself, rebound, score, defend, all that stuff. Why is this the best decision you made in your life? Uh, because I don't feel like any other school would um, help me get to where I want to be as a player. You know, the way that we play, all the successful people that came out of here, you know, they're long, athletic. And I feel, you know, I'm a Syracuse player, as a lot of people said, you know, because of my athleticism and, you know, my height, my length and all that stuff. So I feel like no other school had had what I needed out of my Syracuse. You have this guy, Howard Washington, that you may be familiar with from the Athlete Institute, might be roommates with here at Syracuse. That chemistry, that bond that you guys have, just what that means to you and, and how that can make you guys dangerous right away because you already know each other so well. Yeah, I mean, when we're both on the court together, we always, it's like, I don't know, a second sense. He knows where I am. I know where he is. If I get the ball off a rebound, I know he's right there. I kick it to him. I'm gone off the court. Lobs, over-the-head passes, stuff like that. You know, he almost averaged a triple-double last year. So, you know, having a point guard like that and a small forward on the wing, like me, it's I feel like it's going to help the team out a lot. A lot of new faces on the team this year. You're coming in in that new era. Just what you can say about what you've seen from the team over the summer so far. Um, well, I've, everyone's worked really hard. All of our freshmen, me, Howard, Rama, Marek, you know, Elijah's worked really hard. He's not a freshman, but you know, everyone's working really hard um, because we know that, you know, we're going to be needed in the times of uh, later in the season. Obviously, the um, people that's been here, they're obviously going to be counted on a lot more because they know the system and stuff like that. But we're just trying to stay ready, and I feel like everyone's doing a good job getting ready. As O'Shea Brissett said, we're going to be working very hard because we're going to be those guys that the team needs later on in the season, later on as things go by, as time goes by, building that depth, the depth that you can have potentially from a team who has these four true freshmen coming onto the squad and one graduate transfer. So you have five new guys coming onto the team and an opportunity to utilize them if they can build that depth. And if somebody, you know, God forbid, if somebody is to get injured or if somebody's just not working out and they need to move forward, they have these opportunities if if these players can come through and do what they need to do, like O'Shea Brissett, calling it the best decision he ever made in his life to come to Syracuse. Next up is Barama Sidibe. Barama Sidibe forward slash center, standing at 6'10". And we start out our conversation 
about Alan Griffin saying, you know, Alan Griffin being the guy that works with the bigs on the team. You have Jerry McNamara with the guards, Adrian Ochi with the forwards, and Alan Griffin with the centers. He wants Barama to you put on some weight, and Barama and I start the conversation there with if that's been just how that's been for him in, in trying to add some weight. Uh, work on that was kind of hard for me because when I first get here, I was kind of hurt, had a tenonite, so I'm still dealing with that. But as things moving, I'm getting better every day. That's what I'm all I'm seeing. What do you like about Coach Griffin? What's what's exciting about having him as your coach? I like I like him because like he he, he, he keeps the real of everything. He tells me everything that is right. He never lied to me. So whatever he's telling me, so I have to do it. So I like him. His attitude, everything is good. Pascal Chukwu being a center as well on this team, what have you taken away from each other at this point? Like, I got to learn from him because he's been here a long time, so I got to look at him, what he does the most, and learn from him. Even we're not the same type of kind of player, but I got to learn from him sometimes. What is it about you and him that are similar? Maybe the way we, the way we having big, long, like 6'10", 6'11", stuff like that, things like that, the way he moves and the way I move, I think like must be the same kind of thing. He's got to play with the protective goggle gear from here on out when he plays in the game. What can you say about how he's played with that? Have you seen any step off from him, or is he still very, uh, you know, playing with the goggles, do you see any change, or is he a strong player? I really didn't notice that so much, but I think he's a strong player every time. He always do what he's supposed to do. And looking at this year's team, Coach Griffin said you're going to see a different Syracuse team. And I know you weren't here last year, but he said this team's going to be very scrappy. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I think we're going to be really good because everybody, most of the team are athletics, first of all. And we bind them to work hard. So everybody kind of like hold each other back, play hard every day, listen to the coaches. That's the main thing. If you listen to the coaches, you're going to improve every day. So that's going to make, take us to another level. Watched a lot of your film. I know that hand-eye coordination is down. Blocking shots is something yeah. that you like to do. Is that something that uh, people should look out for this year? I think so. I think so. I definitely think people should, should look for that. Barama Sidibe once again coming onto the team as a true freshman for Syracuse this season. And Marek Dolezal, the other true freshman for the Syracuse Orange this season. Out of the four of them, this is the final one you will hear from in today's show. You've heard from Howard Washington Jr. as well as O'Shea Brissett, Barama Sidibe, and now Marek Dolezal joining the show coming from overseas in Slovakia. I spoke on him and, and some of his accolades over recent history while he was playing overseas in Slovakia, and here he is for the first time ever on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and I asked him first and foremost going into the season for the Syracuse men's basketball primer about what it meant for him that Adrian Autry not only recruited him but came overseas to see him and wanted to be around him and physically meet him face-to-face, what that meant, and this is what Mark had to say. Go out. Only two coaches came uh, to my country, and I really appreciate about uh, the from the biggest school, one of the biggest school in the USA. The coach came here, came uh, came uh, to my town, and I, I was really excited at the moment. How quickly did you connect with Adrian Autry? Mm. I don't remember the perfect, but I think uh, 
he wrote me the email and I didn't know who is that and I know only Syracuse basketball uh, coach and I searched something about Syracuse and I um, wrote, wrote him back. So now that you're here, what can you say about some of the things you've worked on in your game, what you bring to the table for Syracuse? Mm, in the defense, when we play a zone, I'm so tall and I can block shots, uh, I can run, I can, I don't know. I think, uh, I think, I don't, I steal the balls and run to the offense. What can you say about this summer and what you've taken away from being able to work out with these guys? I came here two months before uh, and I prepared with my national team in the European Championship and I'm with team only two months and I don't know, there's a lot of good guy here and I hope this season will be good. This is a wake up call, fast break. Gear up with the real deal at Dreisig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at DreisigApparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands with fan hands. The ultimate sports fan accessory. Find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on fanhands.com where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear fan hands. The Penn & Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Penn & Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Penn and Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime.
The name Leeson Staggerwald is synonymous with Central New York with over 80 years of service to the community. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown is your butcher, grocery, pub, and deli located on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Minutes from the Carrier Dome in your perfect pre-gaming headquarters with Rob Drummond and myself, Dan Tortora, two hours before home games. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, where you can dine in, take out, pre-game up on the hill with their meats or pre-game inside their walls. Leeson Staggerwald Downtown, a unique experience for every single fan and every member of the community with over eight decades of service. They're open Monday from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., Tuesday through Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m., Friday 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday noon to 9 p.m., and closed on Sunday on 117 East Fayette Street in Syracuse, New York. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Love when things... Oh, man. Studio life. Gotta love it. I love it so very much. But uh, technology has some fun with you sometimes. Welcome back here to the show. Happy to be here with you. Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. MixLR.com backslash DT is the channel. That live feed can go out to your iPad, your iPod, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop, anything that you, your, your cell phone, anything that you have that has the internet, any smartphone, any phone out there pretty much at this point, you can get the internet, and by getting the internet, you get the show. So you can take the show with you. You can go into your car, turn on your Bluetooth, and listen through your radio. And then as soon as you get out of the car, you put the buds in your ears and plug those in, and you're listening through your headphones to the rest of the show. Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora travels with you proudly every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Once again, if you have not become a member, do so on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt by clicking follow under my picture, and that will prompt you to create for yourself a very quick account. It just asks you to create a name, and then you have an email that connects with the show. When the show goes live, you get emailed. It says, Wake Up Call is live. Would you like to listen? And you click on yes in your email, and it streams you right through to the show and makes it extremely easy for you to listen into every live broadcast, and you won't miss a live broadcast again. And if you want to listen to the playback of any shows, you can go to wakeupcalldt.com and right under the live feed of MixLR that's located there too, you'll see the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, and you will also see the downloadable app Wake Up Call DT on Podbean. You can use any of those to download over 770 shows will be automatically linked up to you, and every time I add a show to the archive, it will automatically update itself. So you'll never miss a live show again, and you can go back all the way back to July of 2012 to listen to broadcasts at this point. So make sure that you download the archive as well. And it's very simple, very easy to do, and it will connect you with the show and update itself forever. So make sure that you listen in. Coming up here in the broadcast in the morning menu, probably presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny USA. It is time to continue on my Syracuse men's basketball special. I spoke one-on-one with every single scholarship member of Syracuse basketball going into 2017-18 and also spoke with Alan Griffin, the new assistant coach, and Jim Beheim one-on-one 
These are conversations you're not going to hear anywhere else. They were conducted just me with this person during the Syracuse Media Day, including Jim Beheim after his press conference, and that'll be coming up very shortly here on the broadcast. So we're going to go to our next conversation, which is with Pascal Chukwu. Pascal Chukwu and I had an opportunity to catch up with one another, and I always appreciate some time with Pascal. And uh, we speak first and foremost on his protective gear. Alan Griffin, his position coach, told me that he has to wear goggles for the rest of his career in basketball because of the eye surgery and what what happened. So Pascal and I start the conversation on what he could say about getting comfortable with his new eyewear he'll have for all these games coming up. Uh, I mean, I've been playing with them all summer, so I've gotten used to them. What do you think about it? I mean, is it something, I mean, obviously you don't want to have to do that in your career, but now that you have to have something like that, can you use it as an advantage, kind of like a Horace Grant type of thing? Um, I mean, if the event, um, if I think, if I see an opportunity to do that, I'll definitely do that. But for right now, I'm just, you know, using it just to protect my eye and, you know, prolong my career. Coach Griffin, just what you can say about working with Alan Griffin and, and what you've taken away from him. Um, I mean, I remember what you always tell me. He says um, physicality and intensity. So, you know, that's something I would always try to bring you know, going forward. So that's how he always pushes us through workout to, you know, go hard and, you know, have pace and, you know, be comfortable. I think that's something, you know, he's trying to teach me and Brahma. And that's, you know, something I'm really learning from now. He's a, a good coach, a good guy. He's been teaching us a lot. We've been learning a lot from him. So. What are you taking away from Barama so far? Oh, uh, him? <laughs> he's, he's a quick guy. He's mobile. And he's a good player. That coming from Pascal Chukwu, once again, the seven foot two center. It's got some good muscle. He looks the part of being a center. I'll tell you that much. He looks the part of being a center. Had muscle last season. Looks like he's, you know, well-conditioned. and I should say it looks like his, his frame, because we didn't see them conditioning in, in uh, media day, but his frame for Pascal Chukwu, he looks like he's definitely strong, ready to go. He's excited. He was all smiles in this conversation, and the opportunity coming forward for him is huge. If he takes this opportunity and runs with it, there's no telling where he can go with this, and Syracuse definitely would appreciate a run inside offensively and defensively by Pascal Chukwu, their seven foot two center who can get after it. You know, they've had some seven foot or near seven foot centers. You know, they've had the likes of Jeremy McNeil and Craig Forth and and uh, Billy Selick and whatnot. But to have, and, and Fab Mello, who did some good things for Syracuse, but wasn't always consistent. And, and obviously, with everything that went on off the court, that affected the team in a negative way. But now you have a guy like Pascal Chukwu who can really leave his mark as a seven-footer for Syracuse basketball and to be that catalyst and that extra oomph for the team. So it'll be exciting to see what he could do this season and how he plays with that protective gear as he moves forward. Coming up next in the broadcast in this Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball Primer to get you ready for the 2017-18 season, speaking with every single scholarship member of Syracuse's team one-on-one, including new coach, new assistant coach Alan Griffin and Jim Beheim one-on-one in a conversation you will not find anywhere else. That is all coming up today, and you've heard from a bunch of them already. Matthew Moyer is next 
on the broadcast. And Matthew Moyer and I discussed what Jim Beheim said in his opening press conference of the season about Matthew Moyer being the longest standing forward on the team because you don't have Tyler Roberson. You don't have Tyler Lydon anymore. So he said our most experienced forward is Matthew Moyer. Here's Matthew's response to it. Wow, he said that? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome that he thinks that. You know, I've worked hard the past two years. I'm just trying to get myself ready for this moment. Um, you know, when I found out I had the red shirt, obviously it sucked. It wasn't the best thing ever. You know, I'm a, I'm a competitor. You know, I'm an athlete, you know. Yeah. You know, I want to compete. But, um, you know, looking back on that, that was the best thing I could ever do for myself. Uh, so, you know, I'm really excited for this year, and I'm so happy Coach said, said that about me. It's awesome. What was it? Well, like you said, originally you didn't want a red shirt. You didn't want to be in that situation. Situation, but it was the best thing for you coming out of it hindsight 2020 why was it the best thing just uh, preparing myself mentally you know what physically you know that's one thing skill wise that's one thing but at this level everything's mental I mean I promise you everything's mental you know going out there with confidence and um, you know I'm not saying you know freshmen don't come with confidence there's plenty of good freshmen as you can see from last year's draft class plenty of good freshmen out there but, uh, you know for me I think redshirting was so good for me you know I think I'm gonna come out this year um, you know I'm gonna know the you know the logistics of the season meaning there's ups and downs you can't get let the lows get you and you can't let the highs get you you just got to keep going and try your best every game what is it about this year's team that you're excited about what are some of the things there's a lot of new faces so what can you tell us about some of the hopes that you have for this year and, and some of the thoughts you have on this team I mean obviously the hope is to win you know you obviously want to win especially after Lent, you know what happened last year? I think we got cheated out of the tournament, but uh, you know that's that's a different story within itself. But you know, I'm really excited you know, to see the freshmen come in. I think a lot of people, you know, thought the class wasn't as as good, and I think the class is really good. You know, I'm really excited for guys like O'Shea Brissett and Howard Washington. I'm I'm really excited to see those guys play, and um, they've been doing great in practice, and uh, it's going to be a really good year. I Just think. finally, for me, what you can say about the front court being a part of that as you move forward. There's some new faces that are going to be there as well. Pascal hasn't played that much and Barama's new to the team just what you can say about the front court and your hopes for that your expectations um, you know Pascal and Barama they've worked hard you know all summer Pascal's been working for freaking two years now you know with the eye injury that's just so unfortunate um, he's been working his wor working his butt off and um, I'm really excited to see Pascal play and you know expectations are obviously very high for Pascal and he's improved so much so you know we're, I'm not even worried about Pascal Matthew Moyer coming on to this team last season, being redshirted, ended up having to nurse himself back from an injury, and now he has an opportunity to get out there for this team. He has been a massive supporter of Syracuse, I will tell you that much. By by you know any stretch of the imagination, he has been a massive, massive, massive supporter of Syracuse basketball and in trying to get Syracuse to be in a position where you know everybody knows about what's going on at Syracuse. He wants people to come to Syracuse. He's pushing for all types of things. So he's been great at trying to recruit people to Syracuse. He's been a great messenger for a positive, a positive message and a positive image of Syracuse, even though they've had some adversity. So I give a lot of credit to Matthew Moyer because even though he didn't play this past season, he definitely did everything he could to get people around this program and to care about this program and appreciate this program if if people were not already doing it and to just, you know, have that positive energy that he brings to the sideline. Now he's looking to bring that positive energy to the court. Fans have waited over a year to see him and they'll have an opportunity to do that very shortly here 
in the 2017-18 season, you would imagine, and being, as Jim Beheim said, the forward on the team that has the most experience. And, and obviously Matthew Moyer was stunned by that and appreciated the comments, as you heard from what he had to say. So very excited to see what Matthew Moyer can do on the team this season, and I know that he is excited to get out there and get that opportunity. Somebody who didn't have to wait for an opportunity is Tyus Battle. He was given the opportunity right away to get out there and be effective for Syracuse. In the loss of graduates John Gillen and Andrew White III, the next best scorer on the team of that trifecta is Tyus Battle. You lose them all, <laughs> you maybe have 40 points from, you know, not, well, no, if you lose them all, then you have the points of Frank Howard from last year. So if you were to lose Tyus Battle, you would be literally, literally starting from the ground ground up. And thank goodness for Syracuse, they don't have to start start from the ground ground. They're starting without, you know, Andrew White III and John Gillen and all the points that they provided, but it's not a situation that would have been without Tyus Battle. So you still have that score. You still have that guy that can get after it bring the energy and bring opportunities to Syracuse. And that is a huge, huge, huge boost for the Orange as Tyus toyed with the idea, potentially, of the NBA. Also, you know, got some information, which I think every player should, and ultimately came back to Syracuse. I think you should love him and hug him and be around him this season because I don't think you're going to have him as a junior. If he, if he does what he needs to do and offensively and defensively, he pushes, he helps his team win. He get you know they get into the tournament. He helps them get into the tournament, and they make a good strike in the tournament. That's the end of Tyus Battle in college basketball. So enjoy him while you got him. He has a leadership role going on right now. And I asked him about being a sophomore, yet being asked to be the leader on the team. This is what he had to say. Um, it's it's a huge it's a huge role to have to play this year, uh, especially coming in with a, a good amount of college experience. Um, and just just leading these guys, you know, there's gonna be ups and downs throughout the season within the college season. Uh, so just leading them and um, getting them over the hump. I think that's that's the biggest thing I have to do, and just leading by example. What did you take away from being around the NBA and just what they saw in you? Say again. As far as you know, what the NBA saw in you, just what you took away from anything. Anything in the offseason? Um, well, off I was just working a lot on my game, um, uh, my ball handling, shooting. Um, so I, I'm just gonna come out here this season and just show what I've been working on. Backcourt: Howard Washington, Frank Howard, yourself, Geno Thorpe. Just what you can say about maybe defining it or some of those things that stick out to you at this point? Um, well, we've been working really hard, especially over the summer. Uh, we have some really good players. Um, the guys have made huge strides over the summer. And, uh, we're definitely going to surprise a lot of people. This backcourt of Tyus Battle as well as Frank Howard, Howard Washington Jr. and Geno Thorpe trying to make it into something special for the Syracuse Orange as they move forward into this 2017-18 season. Like I said, you know, Tyus Battle, he's the carryover scoring from last season. Him, Torian Thompson, Tyler Lydon at times, Andrew White the third, and John Gillen. I just want you, and I'm not telling you this to make you sad or make you concerned or make you want to jump off a cliff. I'm not saying that. Please don't do that. I'm saying just go with me on this. John Gillen, Andrew White the third, Tyler Lydon, Torian Thompson, Tyus Battle. Those were your top five scoring options on Syracuse last season. Only one of them remains, Tyus Battle. So your top four scoring options, which means 
that there's going to be a lot of opportunity created for I mean there's uh, there's there is so much opportunity for other people to make a strike on this team offensively and defensively. There is opportunity in a pl- a plethora, let me say, of opportunity for Syracuse players to find their way onto the floor and onto this team and, and onto in, into the hearts and minds of those of you that are watching and hoping for the best this season. Syracuse has so many opportunities for the Howard Washingtons and the O'Shea Brissettes and the Barama Sidibes and the Matthew Moyers and so on and so forth to make a strike on this team and to, and to make their mark on this team because they need it. Frankly, they have to have it. They have to have it. Because without it, what are they going to do? Five scores from last season, one of them remains. One of them. Now, Frank Howard has worked to turn the tide on his career, and we're going to see what that looks like coming up very soon. But from last season to this season, we have a scenario of Tyus Battle being that returning scorer and nobody else. So it is up to Tyus to make it happen. It is up to Tyus to be that guy who's going to be just as good as he was last year and even better because Syracuse literally cannot afford for him to be less. All those points he has to make up for. Think about Andrew White III was the most consistent shooter on the team. He was lights out from three-point at time. John Gillen had his moments from three-point. He had his Jerry McNamara moments from three-point at times. You look at... Torian Thompson, what Torian Thompson was able to do inside for Syracuse offensively, and you t- and then Tyler Lydon and everything that he did all over the floor. So you take that all away from Syracuse, and it comes down to Tyus Battle, and other people have to step up. I mean, that leaves four spots minimum for players to step up. You'd like to think one of them is going to be Frank Howard. He is up next here on the show. He is wearing a new number, 23, instead of number one. I said, new number, new era. This is what he had to say. Yeah, taking the next step, you know, just continue to mature, you know, get better every day, you know, uh, got a new vibe, new number, you know, I'm ready to go. Was that part of this? Did you want to have a new number in a, in a ceremonial way of saying this is a new Frank Howard moving forward? Yeah, definitely. You know, I felt, uh, you know, it's just a new chapter for me, you know, uh, this is just you know, going to show all the work I put in, you know, uh, I'm ready to go. You know, I feel confident myself, my teammates, my coaches. So, you know, I'm very confident this year, you know, ready to go. What brought about more confidence in you this year? What what kind of did it for you? What was that turning point? Uh, I mean, I, I, I only really, never really lost really confidence in myself. You know, I just, once I kind of got hurt, you know, I just kind of knew I couldn't do certain things. I couldn't make, couldn't make certain plays, you know. And uh, that was really getting at me, being on the court and not being able to make the plays I normally make or can make. So, and that was mentally hurt me a little bit. I allowed that to, you know, kind of overcome my play. So, you know, I'm ready to go now. My body's right, you know, and uh, I'm just confident. Matthew Moyer talked about this being a mental game more than anything else. Yeah. What can you say about working on the mentality of it all and mm-hmm. having that confidence and that positivity for yourself? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've been kind of trying to be in my guru stuff, you know, when it comes to basketball. I'm watching a lot of film, you know, breaking down a lot of things, practice film, and, you know, I'm just ready to uh, 
learn my teammates, get better my teammates, and uh, I think uh, that understanding from our young guys and from all around is uh, I think what's going to take us to the next level. Lastly, for me, Howard Washington, as well as yourself, Geno Thorpe, Tyus Battle. What can you say about this backcourt this year? I feel like we, you know, we're going to be deadly. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't know what we have, but we know what we have. You know, we're not worried about it. You know, we're not going to feel any type of way. You know, we're just ready to go out there and play, to be honest. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Hi, this is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or a wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. Hi, this is Sal Lamedico, owner and operator of Sal's Pizza and Restaurant, 41 East Genesee Street in the village of Baldersville. We're family owned and operated since 2002. We take pride in customer service and quality of food where it's paramount we don't choose between both. We offer carry-out, delivery, and catering. Or you can bring your family and friends in and enjoy a friendly staff and comfortable atmosphere. Trivia is offered once a week, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Call us at 315-638-8505 or visit us online at salspizzabville.com. We're here at Sal's Pizza Restaurant. We're more than pizza. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call. DT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. You are inside of the Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball Preview presented by Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here on MixLR.com backslash DT. If you're listening to the broadcast and you are not a member of MixLR.com backslash DT, the time to do it is right now. Make sure you become a member right here on Wake Up Call DT.com. You can do it there on the homepage, and you can also do directly on mixlr.com backslash DT. I suggest that you do it so you connect yourself to the show every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and you connect yourself to all of the past broadcasts that we did as well, our archive and everything. You will never miss a live show again, a live show special engagement, as well as the live show's 
that we carry Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Become a member on MixLR.com backslash DT, and you will always be linked up with the show that you can't afford to miss, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So I appreciate everybody that already has, and I thank you for those of you that are doing it right now and that are listening in. Truly appreciate it, and thank you for that. Inside of the Morning Menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. It is time for me to get to the coaches in my one-on-one conversations going into the 2017-18 season. Well, it's not just new faces potentially going to be on the floor for you, and definitely will be on the floor for you, but it is new faces on the sideline as well, with Alan Griffin coming back to Syracuse. He was coaching most recently as an assistant with the Dayton Flyers in Dayton, Ohio. He is now back with the Syracuse Orange. He played on the team. I remember watching him play as well as he came back as a graduate assistant and spent some time with Syracuse, and now he is back in full capacity as an assistant coach for the Orange. He has a pleasure to speak with and be around, and I proudly bring him to you here in today's broadcast, starting off with what he can say about it finally being real and him finally being at Syracuse all the way full circle as an assistant coach for Jim Beheim. Yeah, definitely. I think every day um, it's just come, becoming more real and real and real. I think I think that first game at the Dome is going to be that, for me, the, the telltale of, you know, it's real. You know, um, but I'm just looking forward to it and uh, just taking every day by day. And um, I'm just excited just being back. You and I joked about it on the show about how they think a, a former big man has to be the big man coach. And Jim said last season at this time, and he said it again this season, he said the best big man coach was a guard. So just what you can say about you know him having your back with that and you knowing that you don't have to be a big man to be a big man coach. I think, you know, a coach is a coach, to be honest with you. Um, and, and the thing that I try to give out every day is excitement. Um, I try to come out here and show these guys that um, I got their backs just as much as, you know, they got each other's backs. And I think once you do that and you, the kids, you know, you show the kids that you love them, man, it's, it's all love. And then, and then they'll do whatever you want and try to, you know, give their all for you. What is it about this year's team that you're most excited about? Because from the outside looking in, it, people think it's rebuilding. It's a lot of new faces. It was four scholarship players returning from last year. So how do you see it? Because you're here in the grind every single day. You know what? It's going to be different from your typical typical Syracuse team, I, I think, um, because it's going to be a lot more scrappier. It's going to be a scrappier team. Um, you know, it's not that much star power. I think we got really, really good players. I mean, we don't have star power in terms. We got Tyus, who's a, you know, who's going to be that guy, I think, for us. But uh, we're going. It's going to be a different team, and it's and it's going to be exciting because it's going to be a scrappy team. That coming once again from Alan Griffin the new assistant coach on Syracuse's squad. Hard to believe that they will be beginning this season and going through this season without the likes of Mike Hopkins on the sideline for Syracuse. He's become synonymous with Syracuse, synonymous with Jim Beheim, synonymous with, with everything Syracuse, New York, for the most part. I mean, he's that wonderful, positive, bubbly energy person that you just can't help but want to be around and 
And obviously, you know, Bayheim's known that, and we've known that over the years, and hopefully you appreciated your time you had with Mike Hopkins because he's now in Washington looking to make that team all the more successful. And, you know, when it comes to Alan Griffin, he is not looking to be Mike Hopkins. He's looking to be Alan Griffin and to move this team forward in a positive fashion as they go through the 2017-18 season. And I have full belief and trust that Alan Griffin will do everything he can in his power to make this team be something special and something successful. Speaking of doing everything in your power to make Syracuse successful as you move forward, there's this guy, his name is Jim Beheim. I don't know if you know him. I don't know if you are familiar with, with anything, you know, the last four decades of, of Syracuse basketball or the fact that he played for Syracuse or no coach has had as many wins ever in the history of men's college basketball except for Jim Beheim at one place or the fact that there's only two coaches in the world that have over a thousand wins and one of them is named Jim Beheim. you know even though the NCAA pretends that that's not true but you can't you can't erase history I would like to pretend that I didn't date some people that I dated but it happened so <laughs> reality is reality Beheim's over a thousand wins well coach B and I caught up with each other after his press conference to speak one-on-one, and we're going to start the conversation with what he can say about the newcomers on the team and them getting prepared through the summer. Well, you know, they've worked hard. They had a good summer. Uh, the freshmen all were here. They, they had a really good summer. Uh, we've had really good practices. But at this stage here, every coach pretty much says the same thing. You know, we've, we've got to get better. we got a lot of areas that we can improve in, uh, a lot of young guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of work ahead of us. The benefit of having former teammates be teammates here in Howard, Washington, and O'Shea Brissett and having that connection they already have. Yeah, I think that's good, and they, they've also worked hard this summer. So I think they're ahead of normal, where normally freshmen would be at this stage. When you look at what's coming up in the ACC, you're not going to have somebody like Rick Pitino there. To look at a climate without him there, is it going to be strange for you to know he won't be on well, the other side of it? You know, it's only one game, so it's it's not a big factor, but certainly uh, uh, it's a bad, tough situation. Uh, obviously, Louisville has great players, and they'll still be have a great team this year. And then finally for me, to look at what this team has and some of the returning guys, Frank Howard, somebody you've spoken on a lot, just what you can say he's done to move his game forward and what's your takeaways have been? I think he's really improved, his shooting's improved, I think he's a better player than he was last year and that's all we ask of our players to get better. I think he's better, Tyus Battle's a lot better and I think our other young players have worked hard and are, are getting better. Thanks coach. Yeah. This is a wake up call, fast break. Green's Ale House and Grill, located on 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York, is your home for all the games, all the time, Sunday through Saturday, no matter what the sport is. It's also your home of Wingmaster Jabber, who's constantly in the kitchen creating wings that have won awards, and you love to eat every single day of the week. At Green's, you'll also find the Wake Up Call with Dan Satora live on location coaches show, exclusively dedicated to the Oswego State Lakers' numerous sports programs. There's only one place to go in Oswego, and that is Greensdale House and Grill, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. We'll see you there. The Syracuse Orange getting set 
for the 2017-18 season. This is Dan Tortora of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here with you live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. For all you Syracuse Orange men's basketball fans, fans of general men's and women's basketball, fans of Syracuse football, of Lemoyne, Oswego, OCC, the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars specifically, as well as the entire NFL fantasy football to the Syracuse Silver Knights, Syracuse FC, so on and so forth, and plenty, plenty more. This is your home of all of that and so much more. Men, women, and children listening to whatever I have done for the last 14 years, be it at MU Courtside, at at Marywood University, which I started in 2003 and is now 14 years old, to the Dan Tortora Show, which started on ESPN in Scranton, Pennsylvania, came to Syracuse and brought it down to Orlando, Florida, to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, which I brought to the airwaves as an independent person uh, with the score 1260 and then ultimately started my own company, shifted everything over and started wake up call with Dan Tortora's continuation and new chapter, new era right on wake up call DT.com and on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT, the live feed. I want to thank everybody that has listened to the live feed as we're right around 12,000 total listens. I want to thank everybody that's downloaded the app on Podbean, wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. I want to thank all of you that have downloaded it as this morning we sit at over 98,000 downloads, which does not include how many times the shows have been played. So it's a fraction, a mere fraction, 98,256 is a mere fraction of the people that have actually listened because those are strictly the downloads. So to the over Whatever it is at this point, you know, God knows, and, and hopefully, you know, 150,000, 200,000, whatever it may be, listens at this point, God willing. Uh, I want to thank the 98,256 show downloads, over 773 shows located on wakeupcalldt.podbean, P O D B E A N dot com backslash mobile for your mobile app, you know, to get it on your phone and your tablets and all that. And if you want to save it to your desktop and your laptop, go to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com and do that there. So thank you to all of you that have made this such an amazing run and such an amazing ride with Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I want to thank all my guests today on the Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball Primer for 2017-18, which included transfers Elijah Hughes, who's sitting out this season from East Carolina, to Geno Thorpe, who's a grad transfer and play, can play right away at the combo guard, point guard, or shooting, shooting guard, or maybe a little bit of both, which I kind of lean more on the side of, is that he'll maybe be playing both this year at times. Geno Thorpe from South Florida. I also want to thank the freshmen, Mark Dolajog, Brahma Sidibe, Howard Washington Jr., and O'Shea, O'Shea Brissett, who are both teammates at the Athlete Institute in Canada. So they bring that to the they bring that to the environment of Syracuse basketball. The fact that we have two freshmen on the team, yet they know each other very well. They're friends, they're roommates, and they've been playing together and they have that osmosis. So there could be some very exciting plays between Howard Washington Jr. and O'Shea Brissett that get fans excited, not knowing what's going to happen this season. I also want to thank the returnees, Pascal Chukwu, and hope that everything is going to go well with him and his new protective goggles. As you heard, we joked about if he's going to Harvey Grant the thing and ha- or Horace Grant the thing and have some fun with it. So Pascal Chukwu back, hopefully better than ever, and I uh, pray and I hope for his eyes to be good and for those goggles to not 
be anything that detracts him from having a good and fine season. I also want to give a special thanks and a big shout-out to Matthew Moyer for being a part of the show once again and for all his positive energy that he brings forward in general that uh, we need in this world. To Frank Howard, who's starting a new chapter in a new era. New number, 23, from number one. He has shed the old Frank Howard to begin the new Frank Howard more confident and focused than ever before, is what he's telling us. And I hope for Syracuse's sake that, that, that he is right, and that is absolutely. And who would know better than Frank Howard what Frank Howard's going to do? And, of course, Tyus Battle, the man that you got to get to know and love this season because you probably won't have him in Syracuse after this. The best chance at scoring for Syracuse of the five they had last year. He's the only one returning, so big ups to him and what he's been able to do. And hopefully he can get even better for Syracuse's sake this season. And a special thanks to Alan Griffin for being a part of the show. And uh, this is not the first time Griff has been a part of the show. He'll be a part of it many times. And I want to thank Alan Griffin for coming on the air with me and uh, sharing his thoughts on finally coming full circle with Syracuse. And, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, JB, Jim Beheim coming on to the show and sharing with me a one-on-one conversation. And uh, we've had the opportunity to do that numerous times in my career as a broadcaster and a writer. And I can't thank Jim Beheim enough that the Hall of Famer has sat with me in his office and stood with me on the court and talked with me in the press conferences about Syracuse. And so it goes a long way. It means a lot to me. And I am forever grateful of being able to speak with a coach with so much of a history and so much hard work. And and I think that, you know, people want to get on Jim Beheim's case. They know that he reacts and they know they can push him. And, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, you know, in the media, people can push and prod and poke at him because they like his responses because they want him to write, they want to write a story and they want you to click on it. So they're going to try and push you and push you and push you. But, you know, JB is so much more than, than a footnote. He's so much more than a quote in, in an article. I mean, Jim Beheim is, is somebody who has worked so hard and done so much for, for Syracuse basketball and for Syracuse's community and for Syracuse University that uh, we can't sit here and and pretend like, you know, the work that he has done should go underappreciated or underrepresented. So I want to thank Jim Beheim for everything that he's done and everything he's put forward for Syracuse. He's worked very diligently over four decades to do it. In every single decade, he's made it to the Final Four at least once, which is unheard of. He has remained relevant as a head coach in college basketball with the evolution of recruiting and the evolution of social media, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, so on and so forth. And so as times change, he continues to be relevant. As times change, he continues to win games and make good decisions. And even though they made it to the NIT and not the NCAA tournament last year, look at what they did. I mean, look at John Gillen and and his heroics, Andrew White III and his heroics. You know, Jim making those two decisions to bring those guys onto the team went a long way. And I don't think that Bayheim made a bad decision by any stretch of the imagination by bringing those two gentlemen onto the team. And, And if you feel that way, it's because of the record or because they didn't make the NCAA tournament. But, you know, I can't sit here and agree with you that it was something that makes a lot of sense to me as far as, you know, well, why, you know, well, they didn't deserve to be there and they didn't this and they didn't that. In my opinion, Jim Beheim made some good decisions in bringing those gentlemen onto the team. And, and I'm going to stick by that. I know Andrew White the third. we've spent time together and John Gillen and I as well. 
and these guys have worked very, 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 very tirelessly. Andrew White to get himself an opportunity in the NBA, and John Gillen to get himself an opportunity with the NB, NBGL now, the NBA's Development League, which is now called the Gatorade League, <clears throat> and the biggest poll that I've ever done on Twitter, at CallDT, C-A-L-L-D-T, had to do with that. So, you know, he's now part of the G League, so he's got a shot at the NBA, and so does Andrew White the third. So, you know, for two guys that worked worked very, very hard to do what they could for Syracuse, this was a team that was in a rebuilding phase in a in a shell of, of what it had been when it comes to its leadership and its scoring and whatnot without Malachi and Benajay and and uh, Trevor Cooney. And you saw Syracuse respond with successes with Andrew White III and John Gillen and Tyus Battle and so on and so forth. And now they have to do it yet again uh, the second season in a row without Leiden, without Torian Thompson, without John Gillen, without Andrew White the third. So it's a it's a big change in Daywan Coleman and don't underestimate what Daywan meant to the team as a leader, even if he wasn't out there on the court. So there's a lot that Syracuse doesn't have this year. You can argue that it's a lot more than they didn't have last season. So we don't really know where Syracuse is going to end up. I think this is one of those seasons where you have the biggest question mark, but that is why they play the game. And I'm anxiously anticipating what these games are going to look like. And I'm proud to say I will be covering the entire Syracuse men's basketball season. You can come hang out with Dale Shackelford, former Syracuse player, and myself at Lee's and Staggerwald downtown, 117 East Fayette Street in downtown Syracuse, five minutes from the Carrier Dome. You can hang out with us a couple hours before game time because we want you to get up to the we want you to get up to the court and do what you got to do. So we don't want to do it an hour before game time because you're going to be driving. And I want you to beat traffic. So come hang out with us two hours before game time. And then after we do the show for an hour or so, you got an hour to get up to the dome to relax, get situated, get your parking, get something to eat, something to drink, and hang out and be ready for the game. Two hours before game time before Syracuse football and men's basketball games. We party in pregame at Lee's and Staggerwald on 117 East Fayette Street in downtown Syracuse. If you want to party right now and every single day of the week, go get the wake-up call Pub Nachos. It is my spin on the nachos that you know and love. You got cheese, We have melted cheese, grated cheese on top, melted cheese, grated cheese, lettuce, jalapenos, banana peppers, olives, all that good stuff. And then I mixed in two of my favorites, at least in Staggerwald, pastrami and corned beef. So you have the you have the corned beef with a sweet taste of honey and the pastrami with that salty taste, all mixed in with the cheese, the lettuce, the nacho, the the, uh, the tortilla chips and everything thrown into a massive, colossal wake-up call pub nachos, good enough for two, and make sure you go over and get those today, at least in Staggerwald. I am uh, a little bit mouth-watering right now while I sit here in the studio. So go get them today and any day of the week at Lee's and Sagarwal when they are proudly open and serving you downtown on 117 East, East Fayette Street in downtown Syracuse. And then make sure before Syracuse football and men's basketball games, you're pre-gaming with us two hours before by grabbing a drink the Wake Up Call Pub Nachos, Steak Sandwich, and all your favorites at Lee's and Staggerwald as we pregame and get you set for the games coming up. Very, very, very excited to do that. And I want to thank the Downtown Syracuse Committee for welcoming my broadcast with open arms and supporting and, and sending them out in their newsletters to everybody around Syracuse and the surrounding areas to let them know where 
they should be pre-gaming when it comes to football and basketball. So big thanks to the downtown Syracuse committee, as well as Lisa and Staggerwald, 117 East Fayette Street in downtown Syracuse. Getting you set for tomorrow's show. As you know, Tuesday's shows go total NFL. So we will go on the prowl with the Jacksonville Jaguars coverage to begin the show at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Then we will go to the rest of the NFL in week seven of the NFL professional football is already in week seven. Enjoy it, folks. I love it, and I'm going to appreciate every single moment of the NFL because I am so sad when it's gone. We will be getting into every single matchup in the NFL from week seven tomorrow morning. Start with the Jaguars on the prowl in my signature segment that I've carried here for years, and then we will roll into every other matchup in the NFL and my thoughts through seven weeks for the National Football League. That's all coming up on tomorrow's broadcast right here, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on MixLR.com backslash DT. This has been your Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball Primer for the 2017-18 season. Timeless conversations with the gentlemen that are new to the team, Mark Dolezal, Barama Sidibe, Howard Washington Jr., and O'Shea Brissett, the returnees, Pascal Chukwu, Matthew Moyer, Frank Howard, and Tyus Battle, and the transfers, Elijah Hughes and Geno Thorpe. Elijah sitting out the season due to NCAA transfer rules. Geno being able to play because he is a graduate transfer. So that is all on today's show. I want to thank every single one of them, as well as Alan Griffin and Jim Beheim for their one-on-one conversations and spending a few moments with me as we get set for this campaign coming up ever so soon. But I want to enjoy October while we got it. And November 1st, Syracuse will have their first game on the docket, their exhibition game against Southern New Hampshire on Wednesday, November 1st at 7 p.m. And then on Monday, November 6th at 7 p.m., they'll face off against Southern Connecticut State University in their exhibition game with them as well. So very excited for that. And thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. I want to thank all my partners in business in central and upstate New York and let you know that tonight is going to be a special night for a team that just got started with their season, jumped off this weekend, friends and family weekend at Oswego State. And for Oswego State men's hockey, they just won their first game of the season. They did that at home in front of you, and now they will be at home in front of you at Greens Oswego, Greens Ale House and Grill in Oswego, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. Ed Gozik, the head coach of the men's ice hockey team, will join me at Greens tonight, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Come out and see us and hang out with us in Oswego. If you're in Fulton, Syracuse, DeWitt, Manlius, Marcellus, Maddie Dale, Clay, Cicero, wherever you may be, Phoenix, make the drive to come out and see Ed Gozik. He is one of the greatest coaches that's currently still coaching and active in all of upstate and central New York of any single sport He is somebody who has put Oswego ice hockey on the map for the men's side and has done so much for the Oswego State, uh, for Oswego State in general, and for the community. Ed Gozik, I am so honored to have him at the show, and I'm thankful to do this with him. Our live coaches show happens once a month in Oswego exclusively at Green's Ale House and Grill, and my guest this month is the man, Ed Gozik. We do it tonight, Monday, October 23rd, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. We will see you for men's ice hockey conversation, laughs, and so much more. Come out and meet Ed Gozik at Green's Ale House and Grill tonight in Oswego, 104 West Bridge Street in Oswego, New York. God bless. In the meantime, have a great day, and I will talk with you very, very soon tomorrow morning, Tuesday, October 24th. 
be good to each other, and make sure that you're connected with me on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Dan Tortora Media. And thank you to everybody that wished me a happy birthday and shared my birthday with me on October 21st. I thank you so much, and I feel so blessed to be 32 years old and to have a great, great, great God that has given me such a great life. Have a good day, folks. I'll talk with you soon.